everyone, and welcome to another episode of Accessibility. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games, and more people to see themselves in the games they play? Over the last couple of weeks, I have largely talked on this show about things that the video game industry is already kind of doing, but needs to standardise across the industry. Things like remappable controls, the ability to play one-handed, high contrast modes for low visibility players. However, this week we're talking about something that the video game industry is making very little progress on making more accessible, and something that they really need to be working on. And that is helping players with traumatic experiences know that triggers for those experiences might be coming up in their narratives. The video game industry on the whole is really bad at warning people up front. Something you might find upsetting is coming up in this interactive piece of fiction. Be aware of it, make an informed choice about when you're ready to engage with that. We're going to spend a little bit of time today talking about trigger warnings. We're going to talk about what they are, what they're not, and why video games are uniquely placed to implement them in ways that don't spoil the narrative for those who don't want to know about them. First up, let's talk about what trigger warnings are and what they're not. Trigger warnings are a warning attached to a piece of media regarding a specific kind of content that may cause distress. These are more specific than the general content warnings that you might get on a box art rating. You know, this isn't just violence or sexual content. You might instead be warned about something more specific, like graphic violence of a sexual nature, or on-screen depictions of needle use with regards to drug use. As these go into more detail than your average content warning, many consumers may consider these spoilers for the reference piece of media. Trigger warnings as a concept are one of those ideas that are often misconstrued in arguments and outright decried as negative by those who don't need them. They're painted as part of some terrifying plot to sanitise all media so that nothing unsuitable for children can ever be created again. In practice, they're far less insidious. Trigger warnings allow people who are likely to experience distress due to reliving a personal upsetting experience like rape or a failed suicide attempt to make informed choices regarding when and how they interact with a piece of media, if they choose to interact with it at all. If a piece of media is likely to cause me personal distress due to a topic like graphic depictions of self-harm, I could make the informed choice to psych myself up and tackle it on a day I'm feeling up to it, so long as I know the piece of media is going to cover that topic from the start. This is the benefit of trigger warnings on sensitive or distressing topics. They allow control over when and how distressing media is consumed. They allow players to make informed choices about how and when to engage with certain kinds of stories. Video games as an artistic medium are pretty unique in that a person interacting with them has control and agency within any presented narrative. If I beat a tough level in a video game, I'll talk about how I did it, not how the character did it. If I make choices in a story-based game, I talk about my choices, not those of the character. While this level of connection to stories is part of what makes video games a fantastic medium, it can also put upsetting events directly into the hands of the player. If you have a phobia of needles pushing through skin, and a scene in a movie appears where a character has to stitch themselves up, you can cover your eyes and look away while the narrative progresses. If you came across that in a video game, which I know happened in Telltale's The Walking Dead, you might be required to keep your eyes on screen to see button prompts in order to progress. Button prompts that if you don't see quickly enough and react to, you will have to go through this again. You are forced to engage and play an active role in events that you might find personally upsetting. I know I've myself had to wrestle with distressing experiences in video 
video games, which I wish I'd been better informed about in advance. Released back in 2015, Life is Strange is a choice-based narrative adventure game about a young woman who discovers she has the power to rewind time and alter the future. The series' second episode featured a scene in which the main character had to try and talk down one of her friends from committing suicide without the use of her time-manipulating powers. It's entirely possible to fail that scene, and to fail to prevent that character's death. You're then shown what percentage of players managed to save her. As someone who has, in the past, failed to talk someone down from suicide, experiencing that in an interactive piece of art was traumatic, as was afterwards being told that 80% of people managed to save her where I couldn't. That is an example of a piece of media that, while impressive and impactful and I'm glad I experienced, I wish I could have experienced with some foreknowledge that it was coming. I needed to know to brace myself for reliving that experience. While there are very few concrete examples to point to already existing in video games, for games that have good robust systems for dealing with trigger warnings, one game I am following closely in the hopes that they manage to get trigger warnings right is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. While this is far from a confirmed list of features the game will have, back in August of 2019, senior narrative designer Kara Ellison posted on the game's forums discussing her opinions on what should maybe be done with content warnings in the game. Quoting Ellison, what may be difficult for us is making some of the systemic or scripted events turn on or off selectively. We expect the Malkavians to be a much more unsettling or scary experience this time around. Rachel Leiker, lead creative designer at Hardsuit Labs, and I have discussed some ways to be kinder to players who might have PTSD issues in particular, and one of the things we're considering pitching to the team is a part of the accessibility menu where we outline the thematic content of each mission, so that you can prepare yourself ahead of time for a particular mission mission, choose not to play a side mission that might involve some issues that you feel uncomfortable about, or grab a friend or partner to play through certain content with you. What we may do is give players a rundown in that menu of what to expect from Malkavian playthroughs, so that you can make a more informed choice about whether you feel comfortable playing that way. That way, we are not changing the experience, but we are giving you space and time to consider when you'd like to continue. This is all still being worked out, of course, but we really care about it. Now, I did reach out to the developers of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodline too, hoping that I could get a quote about what state their trigger warnings and content warnings are currently at in the game. Unfortunately, they were not willing to talk about those features until closer to launch when those features have been locked in. They do have a timetable for when they'll talk about those features, and it does sound like they still plan to have some form of features, but exactly what form those will take, I can't currently say. Still, this forum post from August 2019 does make it sound reassuringly like they're taking this seriously, and this might be a game worth us revisiting in a few months' time time to talk about this topic again. So, how do we incorporate trigger warnings into video games in a way that doesn't spoil the narrative for people who don't want to know what's coming and are confident they won't need those trigger warnings, but that still helps people who need that information know what's coming up and when to expect it in a game? There's not many good examples currently existing in the games industry you can point to, but I think I can lay out a solution that would allow people to avoid spoilers but those who need trigger warnings to find out that information and know upfront what they're getting into with the game. Imagine you're creating a Steam account, or a PSN login, or a Xbox Live game attack. Imagine one of the available options is to tag your account with selections from a preset list of common trauma triggers. Options might include suicide, graphic self-harm, rape, targeted attacks on specific minority groups, violence against animals, violence against children, and a whole host of other options. Any that you select will not be publicly displayed, but will be registered as tags on your account. 
On the developer end, developers could be asked when placing their game on a digital storefront to select any of these categories that might apply to their game. When you as a player go to purchase a game, if the tags on the game and your account match, the system would bring up a message saying, this game matches some of your listed content triggers, would you like to see which? You can then make an informed choice to either find out which triggers apply to the game, or to play on without being spoiled on the experience. For players who have not opted into listing triggers on their account, nothing needs to happen. Obviously such a system is not perfect. You'd be putting a list of things you find upsetting and distressing onto the internet, and as much as we like to believe our personal data is safe, it's entirely plausible someone might get a hold of your list of trauma triggers and abuse that information. Maybe there's a solution that we could come up with where information is stored offline on your console and only checked briefly when you're making a purchase? There's probably ways to work around this, but it's a problem with my solution worth considering. I'm not saying this solution I've proposed is perfect, but we need to be thinking of solutions. Maybe someone else can come up with a solution that's better than the one I've proposed because we need to be solving this problem. For all the praise I recently placed on The Last of Us 2 for its disability-focused accessibility menu options, this is one area where that game wasn't really accessible to some players. A key example of this is the fact that the game contains descriptions of quite violent transphobic abuse that, while not shown on screen, are still quite upsetting to experience for those with personal experience on the topic. Reviewers ahead of launch were not permitted to discuss this character's existence at all, due to the terms of the publisher's pre-launch embargo, meaning that any transgender players who might need a heads up about that content could not be told anything until the game was already out. The game also includes descriptions of violence faced by children, an unavoidable scene depicting the death of a dog in quite a vicious way, scenes of torture, homophobic slurs, and a whole host of other content that players may wish to be aware of before playing. Giving players the ability to opt into knowing these triggers would likely have helped more people engage with a game that is deliberately fixated on deliberate and detailed depictions of violence. Until the video game industry gets its act together and creates some kind of standardised way to warn players about traumatic content in narratives, I would suggest checking out the website doesthedogdie.com if you're looking for trigger warning information about video games. The website started off, as the name suggests, as a website to tell you whether in movies a dog that was present in the narrative would die by the end or not, but has over time expanded to be about more than films and about more than dogs. They now cover video games, mainly the big AAA ones, but they do talk about a wide variety of trigger warnings that could range from needle usage to transphobic abuse. The information on the website is collated by audiences after the piece of media has released, which means that you're not going to get accurate information on launch day about a game. You're going to have to wait a little bit. But I highly recommend checking it out as a resource, because right now, it's probably the best way to know if one of your content triggers is going to be in a big budget piece of media. Video games are unique in their ability to tailor the experience that they provide to each player. And I would love to see the video game industry take that unique ability they have and apply it to trigger warnings. 